This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Thank you so much for listening to us. My apologies. There was so much going on, which I will explain what was going on in this episode and why I haven't made an episode in a while. Definitely going to try to get back on track. So hopefully we have a lot of content coming to you because in this world, all we really do is consume content. So that is what we are going to do is try to make content for you to consume. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. I prefer you subscribe on uh, the Age of Radio app, but the Age of Radio app isn't out yet. But when it is, I want you to subscribe to it. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy, where you can get some investment news from the leader in financial education, investments, accounting, taxes, and business advice. That leader is me. And if I'm not the leader yet, I will be soon. Also, follow our podcast network, the Age of Radioverse, on Instagram at, well, you guessed it, the Age of Radioverse, 100 podcasts strong and growing. You can also check me out on TikTok and Age of Jeremy and Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. If you want to be on this podcast and chat, email me at jeremy.quintanilla. I'm sorry, it's a really long name. If you are Hispanic and you know Selena, me and her have the same name, but we're not related. It's Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y dot Quintanilla, Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A. That's Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y dot Quintanilla, Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-I-L-L-A at ageofradio.org. That is at ageofradio.org. We are looking for small business owners and influencers to share their stories, no matter how small, no matter how big. We just love a good story. All right, let's talk about some of the stuff you need to know. Make sure to mark your calendars for September 6th. Emergency unemployment expires in states that haven't already cut the stimulus. Now, unfortunately, this means that 11 million people will lose their extra $300 in weekly jobless pay and their access to pandemic programs. The hope or the thought from economists and employers, this will usher people back into the workforce, which is experiencing a shortage of people and a shortage of talent. 
However, it doesn't seem that this is going to fix the problem. Why? Because the growth is starting to slow already amid the rise of the Delta variant and the COVID-19 vaccine. But there are some other reasons. In a Barron's article written by Lisa Bilefuss, Lisa, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your last name. If we were friends, maybe I wouldn't know how to spell your last name or say your last name. At least I know how to spell it because I wrote it down. Now, she interviews a gentleman by the name of Greg Daco. Greg is the chief U.S. economist at the Oxford Economic at He is the chief U.S. economist at Oxford Economics, and they have found that the enhanced unemployment benefits appear to only represent a marginal de-incentive to work. So what that means is that the the free money that people are getting or the uh, extra $300 in weekly jobless pay isn't really the reason why people aren't wanting to work. Um, So there's probably something else that people should be looking at. I'm not going to go into it here. But some economists say that the states that have already ended the weekly unemployment haven't received the return to work that they had been anticipated. I don't know. That's probably a shocker. Maybe we really need to relook at how our capitalist society works. But anyways, another problem arises, according to Daco, uh, because he estimates that the September 6th expiration will result in a four point two billion dollar weekly billion dollar weekly hit in the household income. So this translates to an income decline of about two hundred and ten billion annualized for the month or one point two percent from August. So what does this mean for you as an investor? Right now, I really don't think it means anything because I believe these things will take a while to kind of take an effect into the economy and strong companies are strong companies, no matter what, in my opinion. So if you're trying to pull some of your profits, maybe my time might be a good idea to pull some of those profits. You should talk to a financial advisor because again, this guy is not licensed yet. Um, So reach out to your financial advisor. Um, But The other thing is that so if you're using investments to save for retirement, make sure that you are diversified and possibly look at index and mutual funds that can withstand a slowdown. Now, why will a slowdown come? Because there isn't going to be any money going into the market because of the reduced jobless pay. And if people can't get the jobs, then they don't have the money to spend. And for this whole thing we call the economy to work, people have to be spending money. There is some good news for investors that the impact of expiring benefits on continuing jobless claims seem to peak seven weeks after the program ends, says this U.S. economist Greg Daco, Um, U.S. US chief economist at Oxford Economics. Daco says rising employment and wages alongside still elevated savings will meanwhile help buffer the shot to the household income. So for an economy, this is one of the reasons why savings is so important. Because as these as these programs end, people that have that money saved can utilize that money. That money is being spent in the economy and it can slow down this big shot or I guess shock to the economy from all this money being in the system or going into the system and then not being in the system. So it can help withstand some of the shock why people hopefully get back into the workforce. The next thing that you need to know, the And I'm really excited about this one. So I hope that I don't go on a tangent. That's why I kind of kept my notes, hopefully, where I don't go into a long tangent because I was so happy to hear this. So the SEC wants to to input on new wants input on the new rules governing gamification in online trading apps. So 
If you've been listening to the podcast or following me for a while, I'm not a fan of retail investor apps such as Robinhood. Something I've been overly critical of is the fact that they encourage use because the main way they generate money is when trades are executed. The way they make money is through something called payment for order flow. So how this works is that the market makers pay the online broker for the privilege of executing their customers' orders. In this case, Robinhood is the online broker executing the order. They get paid by a market maker when an order is executed by a customer. So critics, i.e. me, believe this business model creates an incentive for companies, Robinhood, to encourage its customers to place more and more trades, which I believe and some research shows leads to poor financial performance. For a little clarification on the gamification idea, if you've never used one of these apps. So when I first learned about Robinhood uh, was when a colleague gifted me a mysterious stock. So essentially he got a stock and I got a stock. And the idea is that now I'm a customer. So Robinhood can push notify me stuff on my phone to me to get excited about trading, similar to say words with friends, always trying to entice me to play. The problem with this is that unless you're local plumber is spending a lot of time learning about stocks and analysis and reading annual reports of companies, which he may be. So I'm not going to point that out. There are a lot of educated people out there doing amazing stuff. So nothing against plumbers and nothing against uneducated people or anything along those lines. But what I'm saying is, is that most people are going and doing their day-to-day job. Most regular investor retail people are going and doing their trade. They don't have the time, the energy, the capacity to spend a lot of time understanding stocks analysis and reading annual reports is the point of what I'm saying. And so those people probably shouldn't be trading short term unless they know that these risks uh, exist. And the idea is that with the gamification and getting enticing people to play these things, a lot of people really don't know that this risk exists. Or they see a chart where a chart just goes up and 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 up. But during all of that, there was up and up and up and up and crash, up and up and up and up and up and up and crash, up and up and up and up and up and up and crash. And if you go in when there's one of those crashes, then you lose all your money. If we are going to use gamification, it should be for learning about investing and financial concepts, not to make you trade. But where's the revenue in that? Which is why we're trying to get billions and billions of dollars in the Alatory slash Quintanilla household to make the Alatory Quintanilla asteroid defense system. Because nobody wants to put billions of dollars into an asteroid defense system because there's no revenue in it. So why would a company like Robinhood want to educate and entice people to learn stuff about financial concepts when there's no revenue in it? But there is revenue in it. It may take longer, but educating your clients for free, providing gamification will be probably be more sticky in the long run than what is currently happening. And sticky, I mean that if Robinhood spends time in forcing me to learn about education and finance, then I am more likely to stay with that company and I'm more likely to use their product. That's where the sticky part should be. That's where the sticky part comes in. And they may do that stuff. So I don't want to say that they don't do that. I don't use Robinhood. And I knew they have a great podcast that you should listen to. I think it's called Robinhood Snacks or something along those lines. Um, Go and check that out. So this isn't just a downplay on Robinhood. This is a downplay on the concept that in a world that's gen- that focuses on profit and revenue, we don't take into the long-term effects of what we're doing to the people that are utilizing our, our products and services because we don't care because at some point in time, someone else will be running the company. It can be their problem. It's the same reason why we have a climate problem and an environment problem. Now, I currently use Wells Trade and TD Ameritrade for trading. I'm not affiliated or sponsored by these companies. I would say TD's Ameritrade Thinkorswim is probably the way to go if you're going to go with a trading app. 
I really enjoy it. For crypto, I use Coinbase Pro and Crypto.com. Now, unless you're going to invest in Crow, Crypto.com's coin, you can also stake Crow, and they they have pretty good interest that you get paid for staking it. If you don't know what staking it or that part is, go and do some research. Um, I'm not going to talk about it here. But if you were a little fearful of crypto, I would say go Coinbase, because now that it's a public company, it's going to be a little bit better regulated. Let's go to a quick break. Welcome back. It feels nice to be back on this microphone. It has been a crazy couple of months. Let's talk about 3T Fitness first. We had a Warrior Conference Council, Warrior Council Conference, said it wrong, Warrior Council Conference back in May. The decisions I made and how I affect people in certain ways and the way that I act, like that I've done it differently, but you'll want to do it differently. Do it your way, right? Mm -hmm. But understanding who you are. So, um, one thing I want to talk about that Kev just showed the videos, he's talking about like really, you know, be bold in your own way, even if it's in silence, of speaking it into existence. And don't be afraid to write it down. That's what the vision board's going to be about tomorrow. We need to spend, we'll go tomorrow because we want to spend some time, we'll spend some time on it, right? We'll kick the day off with that with vision boards because they, it works. It really does work. Like the thing, like for example, you don't even have to do it on social media, but the things that I have said four years ago, the things that we have said, he's about to show you guys something that's going to trip you up. Um, social media is like a, it's like a, a predictor of the future. It's, it's what I've realized through, like Nikola Tesla, when he started, he was way beyond his years, right? But what he realizes when you say, I am the greatest of all time, that has now left my body. Actually, my, my, da my daughter's driving me the other day and she goes, like, where does this sound like? Like really think about that. I'm saying this. Where is that coming from? Have you ever thought about that? Where is this? Where is this? How am I making this sound? But as I say, I'm the greatest of all time. I've yelled it in this room, and it is going out into the universe, and I'm actually catching up to that sound. So if I say I'm the greatest of all time, I'm the greatest of all time. It's actually chasing me. It's like it's it's like I'm I'm not chasing anything anymore, right? But if you continue to say, oh, I'm a loser. I'm this, oh, I'm never gonna make it. I always fuck up. Was, and your brain's like, yeah, you are. Absolutely, we're gonna keep walking you towards that, right? So start to walk yourself. But then the visuals, so you have the audible, the visual. And you know, Kevin and I talk a lot about subconscious mind programming. It's like when I started to like, ever, you see me with headphones on all the time, right? People it's like the Bluetooth thing. I'm not, like, I'm freaking oh, powerful beyond measure. I found Bluetooth's it. It's not gonna affect me, right? So I have headphones on all it's the one time, word. everywhere I go. If I'm in a store, yeah. I'm listening to subconscious mind programming. I'm constantly, I am affirmations. I'm constantly December 1st, 1995. So Visual, it's physical, emotional generator. Right? So it's really, really important as you go through this yes. journey to find out who you are. What was this so other one? Put, See, sorry. When you when you put something out into the universe, no, it, you're catching up to it. That's all you're doing. And so I'm starting to see it in my family's life. Like when I went to that event on Sunday. I was like, wow. Every one of these males sitting here, all I heard there. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm happy to be alive. Six feet above ground. Oh, I got diabetes. They all got the swollen ankles. And I'm like, you motherfuckers spoke this all into existence. Every single one of you spoke this. They five. They keep saying it. Ten years ago, you were you were healthy. You were you had a job, and you spoke it into existence because you spoke it into him, and you spoke it into him. And you know, I walk in there, and they're like, oh, you know, you look like you're in good shape. I said, I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're a freaking weirdo. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a weirdo. I'm not, I'm not a weirdo. I'm the greatest of so I Like, I really want you to find out who are you. Like, really be careful with what you say to yourself. Be careful. Be really, really, really careful. And especially with your kids to be... Essentially, the counselor people that are in our Warrior Academy that go above and beyond. If you want to know more about our Warrior Academy, I have a link in the show description that you can go check it out there. It is a paid membership if you want to take your life to the next level. Fitness, health, motivation, and generational wealth building. 
That is all I'm going to say about it here, but go check it out. Next, we had a meet and greet in July. So you might have seen some of it on my Instagram. If you follow me, you definitely saw some of it on the 3T Warrior Coat. Actually, you know what? There wasn't a lot of stuff that we showed from it um, that I'm aware of. Maybe there was more that we sent out that I don't know. I know there were some pictures. There were some pictures, I think, on Kev's Instagram. There was pictures on John's Instagram. I put a picture of me and Danielle. Um, on this rooftop bar at the Circa Hotel. But essentially, it was fun. It was exhausting. It was exhilarating. And it was all kinds of different emotions. So John, or Coach JV, as most people know him, is quite the budding celebrity. He has a massive TikTok following. So go follow him on TikTok. And Coach JV underscore TikTok. But there are a lot of fake accounts out there. So be weary. That's what happens when you become a massive, get a massive amount of followers. And a lot of warriors in the academy wanted to meet him. So what better way to do that? Las Vegas, baby. Now, am I a fan of Las Vegas? Yes and no. Yes, because of all the illusionist shows. Illusionaryism is awesome. What most people call magic shows, I like to call illusionary Missouri shows. But I also like the Jabberwockies, and they are there, but I did not get to see them. So mark my word, the next time I go to Las Vegas, I'm going to see the Jabberwockies. I'm probably saying it wrong. I say lots of words wrong. I should work on that. Now, also, I love card games. However, I've never overcome my fear of playing poker in public. So every time I go to Vegas, I'm like, I'm going to play some Texas Hold'em. Yet I never do. Other than those things, I would prefer to go to Disneyland, but that really wasn't the point of this trip. But if anybody wants to do a meet and greet with me, we should do it at Disneyland or Disney World or Disney Japan or Disney Shanghai or Dis I don't know if there's a Disney Shanghai that would be cool if there isn't I know that there's a Disney Japan because I think my cousin went there when they were living in Japan and that cousin is the great Stephanie You don't know who that is but she is the great Stephanie sister of the great Christie <laughs> But anyway, we rented some cabanas at the Circa Hotel and hung out at a pool and people from all over the country showed up to hang out with Coach JV. So that was really, really cool. It was really interesting to see all of his hard work pay off. That was the number one thing because he sacrificed like everything to get this company up and running where I just had to sacrifice massive amounts of time. He had to sacrifice massive amounts of time. He spent all of his money. He lived in the gym, essentially, like all this stuff. So, you know, I love John um, dearly, and I hope that we continue to be business partners for the rest of my life. And he does own a portion of Age of uh, Radio um, and some other stuff that we are currently working on now that we're really rocking and rolling. Building our 3T Fitness in-person business and our 3T Warrior Academy, we've also decided to start the Uncommon 1%. But that, unfortunately, I am not going to talk about here. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more regarding that. So that is really everything that's been going on with the business, at least with the 3T business. So what's really been going on with Age of Radio? Now, Age of Radio is going to become the largest media company in the world. I'm just putting it out there. It's going to happen. No doubt in my mind that's going to happen. If we can continue to work at some point in time, we'll probably have to get some more money um, just to grow certain things. But that's where debt comes in. And because I am a master investment advice, financial advisor, tax person, business guy, all that stuff that I mentioned up above, I can make that happen. We're going to be the largest media company in the world. And so, and we already are the largest media company in the world. Now, since my last podcast, we've actually added around six or seven new shows. So you should go check out ageofradio.org and I specify the .org because I'm glad to announce 
that we purchased the domain name ageofradio.com from BBS Radio. And this actually reduced so much anxiety for me because our brand is so super important. The image, the feeling, and not having ageofradio.com has continuously driven me crazy. Also, a lot of people associate org with nonprofit, but it doesn't really mean that. If it's C-O-M, it probably means company. And if it's O-R-G, it probably means organization. And I hope that I'm wrong on both of those because it would be really funny for people that know that C-O-M doesn't mean company. We'll be like, you know, that .com doesn't mean company. And that stuff is hilarious. Now, but having .com is such a blessing to have. And I am so grateful and I'm just super happy and I want to thank BBS Radio for willing to sell it to us. So go check them out at bbsradio.com. They have a radio station. (laughs) So uh, the other thing we have been focusing on with Age of Radio is streamlining our payout process. So we pay partner payments to our hosts based on the ad revenue generated from their show. Most of those shows are at 60-40 split with the host getting the 60%. Now, every month we generate a statement and pay them out. We've been focusing on this for four months and is going very, very, very well. So now I can refocus my age of radio time on getting new advertisers. And we're going to even take it up a notch with that payment out process and who's responsible for what that I'll be able to just focus on getting even more and more advertisers than I was getting when I just said that I was going to be getting new advertisers a second ago. So... That is, that's really what's going on. And it's super, super exciting because it has been so super busy in my life. And I hope that you that are listening, it's been super, super busy in your life. But when things get really, really busy, I like to reflect on what's going on. Now, this was just a recap of what was happening in my life, but I want to reflect on all that because so much has happened in such a short period of time that I want to look back at a few things. And one of those things, the number one thing Put the big stones in first. Now, I've been spending a lot of time programming with the goal of having the basic podcast app for at least age of radio shows up and running by the end of the year. Now, I took two courses in the midst of all this at a community college. One was in Java and the other was the beginning beginner Android development class. Now, the Java one was super fucking difficult, much more difficult than the Android one. Um, And when I say difficult, it was because I had so much stuff going on and it was super, super time consuming. And sometimes logic can get very difficult. So I'm going to kind of explain that. So the programming itself isn't in in itself all that hard. The two things that I find really difficult about the the Java programming class or that the programming in general is that is that. It is so hard to remember all the terms. Syntax is hard to remember, but you can get that because syntax is kind of like learning like how a language works, I guess, or how grammar works within a language. And once you kind of get that, then you kind of have to remember the words. And then remembering all those words is difficult and remembering all the terms that are either overhead computer terms like or computer science terms. Sorry, I bumped the microphone because my hands are in the air for some reason. Like computer terms. And then there's like the overall computer science terms, the overall computer programming engineering terms. And then there's like terms that are specific to that programming language. And then there's all this, the syntax, right? And so that's what kind of makes it makes it difficult for me is trying to remember all that in short amounts of period of time. And I can remember things in short bursts, but then my long term remember, I think, isn't as good as I would like it to be. Now, second is making with the programming is making sure that the logic functions. And if you can get in like one of the, the things that we did in the Java classes, we had to like make the program run and it had to make like a bunch of little 
like you like you know the triforce you made like a bunch of triforces on top of other triforces that made out this big pyramid and the fact that you can do that with a computer programming language is phenomenal and it was super super hard so i needed a lot of help with it but when you do it and you get through it then things slowly get easier and the more important thing is is that now that i look at it and i say okay this is what i want to accomplish these are the steps that i'm going to get there this is what i need to figure out first this is what i'm going to do second this is what the design layout is going to be and then you can kind of go in and start making that and doing it so if you're staying on top of it and you're tasking everything properly it going through these pro programming courses and learning how the the good strong structure and the theory about creating the program I think is really beneficial but I'm a true believer in higher education just in general um and 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 looking at some of these like professors and PhDs that write these books that are trying to tell you that these are the better ways to do it and this is why so uh, it, it, it's going really really well and I'm really happy but there are probably the uh so, so those two things are probably the, the hardest things that I had with the pre computer programming. So like remembering everything, like the syntax and the terms of the names and all that stuff, and then getting the logic to flow the way that I wanted to. But like saying that, like, I need to call a method or something, that stuff was pretty easy. Um, so unless I said that all wrong, but um, I'm just kidding. Um, so I just wanted to mention it here because the problem I'm currently running into is my own time management, right? So currently I work at the bank still, and this will be ending this year, but for the time being, I'm still there. Now, with that said, my day at the bank is around nine hours. Then I do task specific works divided up between 3T Fitness and Age of Radio and other businesses that we're working on. Some of these are things that you need. Some of these are things that need to be done. Some really aren't. They're just task things that should be offboarded, but currently I'm handling them. Now, the problem that I'm facing is that I have somehow got in the habit of not putting first things first. Now, which the number one thing that I've consistently said, and I've made leaps and bounds and, and progress and stones have been laid and all of that shit, but making the app is single-handedly the most important thing that I can be doing in building this app is in building this business is building this application. And it just frustrates me when I don't put it first. Right. And then the second most important thing I can be doing is finding advertisers. The third thing I can be doing is going our in-person gym, our clothing line, our supplements and helping with the lifestyles channel for three T fitness. The fourth thing is finding shows for age of radio. The fifth is creating amazing content. I hope you like this content. And I'm not a hundred percent sure where content falls in all of that list, but we'll just, it's just a list. Now, most of these have made their way back to my time slots on my calendar. However, the programming has not, which means timelines are, they're not like they're, they're behind because I should be in another class right now. And long story, I'm not going to go into it here, but that other class is either going to be pushed out or I'm not going to be taking that class is the advanced uh, programming I will take the class. I shouldn't say that not taking the class is just when I'm going to start the class because I want to start working on the app and I believe that I have what I need, get the app started, get it where I want to while I'm taking that other class and then learning more and more and more stuff. But I am aware that this is a problem. So this is the number one thing I have to fix. So essentially, if you don't know or have never heard about this concept, what you do is you find out all of the important items first and you build those into your schedule for the week. Then you move to the next important item and so on and so on and so on. That way the time is slotted for the most important things. And this is a concept I learned from a book called First Things First by Stephen Covey. And he's the author of the habit, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, the second thing is figure out what you did right or figure out what I did right. A lot of the time, especially in management and corporate America, we look at what was wrong and we try to correct it. 
It isn't often that we look at what went right so we can replicate it. When I look how much Age of Radio has grown and my social presence has grown, I've obviously been doing some things right. Now, in regards to the Age of Radio, pipeline management is the number one thing that we have done in the past to make us successful. So we use HubSpot and a mixture of spreadsheets to not only manage what our pipeline looks like, but it also helps hold me and Joey essentially accountable to building, growing that pipeline and then closing some, closing some of the sales and getting people onto the, the, the network, right? So along with that, there are one-on-ones. And what I mean by one-on-ones, doing one-on-ones with the team members. That was super important. I did that regularly and we were very successful. When I was meeting more frequently with the team, we were able to address like everything a lot better. And I was able to get better ideas from people. And they were able to tell me the things that they didn't understand and the things that they needed to know. Now, the other one, the other thing that is kind of that made us very successful was having more board meetings for the company that I own that owns Age of Radio. And so it was, it's called October Revolution Corporation. It owns all of my business entities that are apart from 3T Fitness, at least for right now. And so if I had, if I had to sum up one word, I would say all these things really regulate with, uh, with uh, communication, but real quick in regards to the age of uh, the October revolution corporation thing, don't get attached too much to that name. I'm going to be redoing it and rebranding it and actually making it a thing here soon. So, um, but it's, it's, it's the communication with people that is the key to that success. And it's also the communication with hosts that needs to be better. The other thing that I have to do on a regular basis was reflect on the expenses and the growth of the company. As soon as this gets lax, your mo- as soon as you get lax or this part gets lax, then your money gets lax. So if I were listed the things as things that I need to do better, I would list them as follows. So like number one, monthly reflect on scorecard analytics, like revenue, expenses, Instagram growth, engagement, things of that nature. Two, weekly pipeline management updates. Like if you don't have a pipeline, you're dying, right? Because if you don't have a pipeline, then you're not continuously having sales, right? Because the sale that you get, whether it's getting a new podcast onto the app or if it's closing a deal with uh, an advertiser, that sale is started like months prior. So if you don't have that going, then there are months where you have dry sprouts and that's what caused some of our problems. Luckily with dynamic advertising, we can make up some of that revenue, but the the, the concept between having an ad company, especially with something like audio ad company or even video ad company is like, so like it's the same thing like YouTube. You, you go out and you find your advertisers. When you don't have an advertiser put on your show, you have those ads run on YouTube, the YouTube ads run on the show and it helps make up some of that revenue. Like this is an ad company. We have to get so good at selling the space to our ads. So we build a really big audience and we sell that audience to companies. So weekly pipeline management updates. Now the the third one are team meetings and one-on-ones. And we've actually, I just had team meeting tonight as of this recording, which this is being recorded on August 30th. So at six o'clock tonight, I had a meeting with the team. Um, So we've actually started those, but I think the one-on-one attention needs to be a lot better by having those one-on-ones with the teams. So, so that's the third thing. And then the fourth thing is actively, um, actively push sales, both affiliates and both. I think I have an idea about how to do affiliates. I don't have the time to do it and I don't have someone right now 
that I that I have that can do that piece of it because we have all these other things. We would if I can teach it to them and spend a lot of time in depth teaching them and watching them and managing them and having them do it. Then yes, I believe that I can get to that point. But to get to that point to be able to do that point, we have to get some of these other things going. And and so I hate to give it that there's not enough time because you have to make time. But the thing is, is that there isn't enough time if you're making time for something else, right? And so I am making time for something else because I'm making time for what the things that I vow, that I think are going to be more valuable for the short term to get us to be more valuable for the things that are in the long term. But that might bite me in the ass because most of the time I'm always talking about the long term. So it might make more sense to actively do the slower thing because it'll help us in the long term rather than do the short thing that I think is going to help us to get to the place where that will get us to do it in the long term. I hope that makes sense because I lost myself there. So my apologies. Um, so, so I think that, that figuring out the things that you did right is much more important. And those will be the four things that I know in the past worked really, really well. So if they worked really, really well in the past, the theory is that they'll work really, really well again. And as long as they're continuing to work well, we just need to get better at those things that are working really, really well, because that's how we replicate the success. Now, I recommend that if you have a side hustle or you have a small business, you know your numbers. Now, you can pay someone to manage your books, but you need to make sure that those books are updated weekly so you know what is happening. And if you know those numbers and you know what's happening, and I'm not just talking about financial numbers, right? I'm talking about like your your follower numbers, your engagement numbers, your, you know, lead numbers, your how many dials someone's made numbers, all these things, right? If you know what those numbers are, you're able to look and see what's happening and what's going well so that you can replicate it. So I really recommend that you have something also with your expense management, right? Like your accountant that you have that you have these numbers updated weekly so you know what is happening and you can better assess what you want to do each week to move the company forward. So also with that, you should have a scorecard with analytical goals based on what is important for your business. So like our expense management is really important for all businesses, right? So we have goals of what we want to keep our expenses to so that we have that like a profit goal, right? So let's say we want to have 30% profit or 20% profit or 10% profit. We want to make sure that we have that set as a goal. And we're looking that on a scorecard that represents like what it was the previous quarter, what it is now and what we're shooting for for the next quarter where our, and maybe even where our peers are. I'm not su- super focused, focused on peer groups um, because, you know, I don't, I not, I just focus about us and what we could be doing better and getting better at, but I'm assuming at some point we would want to kind of look at what our peers are doing and, and seeing if we're in line with them or doing better than them. Um, but you, you know, on the scorecard, you could also have like, what are your engagement goals? Like I want to post, you know, I want to get caught up to 65, 72, I'm sorry, 72 episodes by the end of, I think it was September into uh, October, right? And 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 that's going to be difficult, but I set that goal. And the only way that I'm going to know if I'm going to be doing that goal is if I know my numbers. And that's the purpose of knowing your numbers. So something that you really, really want to think about and setting really, really strong and good goals and managing them so that you can continue to grow your business week over week. So I am a big believer in only focusing and hyper-focusing on a few main activities. Now, this isn't to say you shouldn't have other things in, you know, cooking. I have a lot of like ideas and business ideas and things and theories and thoughts and all that shit. However, continuing to reflect on what you made, 
What made you successful? And and this goes in anything. Maybe you don't have a business and you just like listening to me rant, you know, and I'm very happy, happy for each and every follower. And I hope that they get something out of this. But you can set like personal goals that you can look at week over week and they don't have to be just fitness goals. I think fitness works really, really well because fitness is the place where we set a lot of our goals and it helps us with a lot of that goal keeping. So if we are, you know, wanting to run a 5K, then I need to run this amount of extra this week to prep for it. And I can see that and look at it. And I know that I'm losing weight if I'm trying to lose weight. So we get really good at setting goals for fitness. But you know, you need to look at seeing what it is in your overall life that you want to do to set those goals. If you want to move up in your company, what are the things that you could do to move up in your company and build like a, a, a like strategy around that? So it, and, and to do that, you really have to reflect on the things that make you successful and you don't know what it takes to be successful in those things. Go and research those things, make a plan, do them, look and see what worked for you and then continue to do it. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.